What's good, Footy Culture fam? My name is Matthews, a.k.a. a.k.a. Matosinho. And all I got to say is, a leopard never changes its spots. But in this case, a zebra never changes its stripes. Think about it. Just, I got it. Just deep that. <laughs> just it. deep that. And with that being said, today, boys, we're coming out with y'all with another episode of the Footy Culture Podcast. Once again, I'm joined today by... Chris? The Press UV fan? Yep. I feel like Pogba, eh? Yep, down the mud, just like Pogba. Jeez. Damn. We got the depressed United fan, Dan. Cleanup crew. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since the cleanup. Actually, no, I lied. Cleanup crew's been together in here. We were here last week. I'm not depressed. Uh, uh, no. We'll get into it, but I'm not depressed. All right. We got a content uh, Dorman fan over there. Content, man. Content. <laughs> Barely. Barely. <laughs> it was close. It's close. <laughs> yeah, boys, today talking United Arsenal, talking that Juve scandal, and more. Oh, that being said, let's uh let's get into that United versus Arsenal game. You quite a fixture, man. Crazy game. Oh, Entertainment game. all around. Probably the best game of that day that we saw. Game of the season. Game of the season? I don't Prem? Know. Let's see. We'll have to think about it. That was probably the sixth top of my head. Yeah, that was a good you guys watched that you yeah, watched live? Like, it wasn't like back and forth. Like, you know where both teams kinda had it. That was a good game. That's true. So all I gotta say is Saka. Bro, Bukayo Saka, what bro. Player. Who here was slandering Saka before? I know, I know at least one of y'all weren't rating Saka. Could be me, to be honest. But Saka could, is that guy, me. bro. Saka is that dude. He is that dude. Yeah. Some are saying he's the best winger in the world right now. No, no, okay. no, no, no. Best okay. right winger That's in the world. Uh, right winger? Because there's not that many there? good right wingers. So maybe. I, <laughs> I mean, I, I'll think of it. <laughs> let's, let's see. Technically, Messi's a right winger, no? No. For PSG? Mm, I don't know about that. For Paris, yeah. Besides that, though, uh, Rashford. Rashford's left wing. Yeah, wing. Best but left no, no, winger like in the that, Prem? But that was a good finish. Oh, like, oh. yeah. He's, he also played and very he's well. He's been on fire the last couple games. He was United's mm-hmm. best player for so, sure. Definitely player of the season this year. It's been like kind of him and like Casemiro just like carrying United, yeah, 100%. right? 100%. Uh, yes, those two for sure, 100%. Even Martinez, too. Martinez, too, when he's in, when he's available. But then even like, like, when the when the team is structured well and the players are like playing and like they're you know they show up like everyone kind of does their work, like Shaw's having his pretty decent season too, moving center back and left back. Uh, Aaron Wan Bissaka as of recently, even though Della I think his injury, he was brought in. He was playing well as like a, a holding like a, a fullback, and then um, the defenders too. Varane's doing well. The head does good saves here and there. Bruno does his thing. Ericsson, again, is also doing well. But, again, it just depends on, like, everyone needs to be playing the right position at the right time and, like, with the right players. Compared to, like, example, Arsenal, this Arsenal game. Like, McTominay, like, that guy should not play football ever again. <laughs> but who else is he going to play there? Instead of, like, Casper no, was obviously I, I suspended. Get it. But, like, that's the thing. When, when, when one thing is off, then the whole machine, the whole machine is going to be, like, off. Especially a position like that. So... That like as much as we're doing well going forward, it came down to the end of the game, and actually most of the part of the game where we're being pressed and the possession was shown, like Arsenal yeah. had the whole game, yeah. and they were pressing us from the very start. So they scored that goal. We tied with that Rashford one, which was a beautiful hit, and then we were just we were down every single time. Then it was two one. Then it was two two. Then it was, finally it was three two. But mm-hmm. the biggest part was the midfield, because as much as we had counterattacks going forward here and there. We just didn't have like that like recovery player to recover and then you know send the ball through, send Rashford through again, or even Whitehorse, whatever. But unfortunate 
for White Horse's game, he didn't have much action for a start. And even Anthony was so off this game. He sucked. I think yeah. Anthony's a bit of a flop. Anthony was off like, this game. It's tough to say after one season, but he hasn't like done anything like to prove nearly his price tag, you know? But like even before he was purchased, did you guys think like damn Anthony, like he's a solid really Nah, like he was like, he's an okay player, but like a hundred mil, that's that's pushing it way too much. He no. was just part of that purple patch with Ajax. Like yeah. that whole Ajax team had a bit of a purple patch last season in the Champions League, and I mm-hmm. think like that like got a lot of a lot of players like hyped. But he's definitely not worth the price tag because even just a lot of money. He, I think they were, man, you were just desperate and then AX knew they can put any price tag on him and they would still buy him. Yeah. He's a so, bit of a one-trick pony. So he was just sold at the right time to the right team, pretty much. Yeah. And then there was even moments like he was running and the guy could even like, hold, hold his head up. <laughs> that one where party cut. Party, party yeah. just yeah, yeah, I was like, like, what? He, party yeah. is that quick? But he was running and he was running. It looks like he was going to start stumbling over. But like, yeah, okay, bro. sure he's good when he has ball on his feet and he's like still, he can't really run with it. But when he's still and he's in like their third, final third, Okay, he can beat a couple of players here and there. Has a good decent shot on him, but like, but I know he's, player, he's not a player you're sending through into wing play. Hopefully, with like to counterattack, give that right nice through pass into whoever's up top, right? So, end of the day, like Rashford's still miles ahead of him, and then it's just unfortunate that I don't know. Maybe this isn't the game for Weghorst. I don't think it was because the way we were playing, it was just, it wasn't a, adapted to a player like Kim. I, I would have rather had just Rashford, you know, sit at the top, you know, let him just linger right next to the defenders there and hopefully we send the ball through. Because that, that was pretty much the game we had. We didn't have any recovery play. We didn't have the possession. We really were just sending balls through and maybe toss in. I, I wanted Garnacho to be tossed in there maybe near the end of the game, but the thing only made one sub, Fred. Because mm. I get it. We were missing the midfield, but what was Fred really going to do at that moment in time? Amen. Sancho's back in training. <laughs> And what was that supposed to be? Sancho, he's looking slim, bro. Be, bro. He's looking is he looking slim? slim. I Sancho seen the pictures, man. Oh, I seen bro. the before and after. And he's looking slim. I'm telling you guys now, Remontada. Second half oh, of the oh, season, oh. man. Slim Sancho. Nah. Might oh. be a wrap, bro. First game back, he's gonna have a stinker. And then nah, on Twitter, bro. you're gonna see that picture of troops with yeah. the Kenny <laughs> where started caption. Nah, bro. Slim Sancho. He's looking slim in training again. Looking like 2018, 2019. Real, yeah. Looking slim, man. I think Sancho would have been a, a solid player in this game Looking because slim, a hold-up play, you know, can be create, put that nice pass through. You don't really need the speed going forward, but I don't know. Overall, a good game from Arsenal. Yeah, yeah Arsenal. Odegaard, I think it was a Odegaard, domination Odegaard played Arsenal, well. Bro. The whole team more played. More possession, yeah. more shots. Like every player in that 11, and even the players that came on as subs, like yeah. they know, all know their role. And... Everyone in the team knows each other's role. And because of that, it's like a lot of times I seen Zinchenko, when he had the ball, he wouldn't even look. He knew right away where to play the ball. And he knew that one of his teammates was going to be there in that position. It's like they're so well drilled. Arteta has them just like, yeah, he's got them cooking it's like more. a science. And it's like Odegaard attacking in the midfield. Saka, you know, every time he gets that ball, he's going to cause danger. And like that goal was brilliant. I like the Up way, the I like the way uh, Zinchenko plays because he's not a, uh, he looks, he's an inverted fullback. So he goes into the midfield a lot to kind of like hope that, you know, there isn't much of a counterattack going into the midfield. So he kind of supports the midfield. Yeah, he plays like he's still on City. While yeah. like in, uh, Martinelli and Saka kind of like do support the wing a little bit more going back. Yeah. But I like the way he goes forward. And then, yeah, like that team just, they, 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 they can play with that ball and they develop that play with each other. Like there's not, you don't see them like running away from the ball. They all want the ball. So they all show they're all being available to the player who has the options there. And then, that's how we were being screwed because, like, 
we're trying to step, we're trying to shape ourselves, but they didn't, I think they play, I don't know, I'm going to say it, but I think they play better than City do, possessively. Arsenal? Yeah. They're more, it's not crazy to because say. Because they're right not, now, they're, City are more direct. City are dependent, no, City is more direct, because no. for, City are more direct because they look for that oh. one player versus uh, De Bruyne or whoever, direct pass through, direct maybe, pass maybe, to, maybe direct tomorrow is direct to thing, but when the midfield, you see Odegaard, Zaka, Shaka, even uh, what's his name Zinchenko coming into the midfield and they're kind of the passing the ball together. Saka uh, coming in to support. Same thing with Martinelli. Meanwhile, like when it comes to City, like when you're facing them that game, De Bruyne had to turn around a lot and pass back because Rodri was kind of dropping into the midfield a lot too, and even um, Haaland had to drop because there was, they were just everyone was spread out. They're kind of playing donut football where it was literally De Bruyne in the midfield. Yeah, yeah, and like it was just him kind of trying to send balls through. But Arsenal were like. Playing like not tiki taka, but they were like you know available options, options, yeah. options, possession, possession. So yeah. I think they they're playing better football than City are this season. Yeah, I, I mean <laughs> it's evident by the by like their position, the leaderboards too, yeah. right? Fifty it's points close. from nineteen games. Yeah, uh, like centurion pace, yeah. possibly. I know I said Saka was the best player. I take it back. So I think actually Martin Odegaard was the best player in that game. The way he dictated that the tempo of that game was insane. Yeah, bro. Some of the some of the fancy passes that he was making that he was actually oh, getting was on. Bro, he did like like a kind of like a flip flop pass. Yeah, a little flip flop pass. Yeah. That was crazy. And that almost went through. But yeah, Odegaard, he's been something else. He's he's getting that wonder kid. He's living like, up. He's, to living out, he's fulfilling it. He's fulfilling it. Madrid let him go a little bit too too early. But they, tough though, because like, do that sometimes. He wasn't like that good at the time too, and like Madrid like weren't really looking for like his kind of profile back then. No, yeah. they didn't, because at the time they had Isco, they had. Uh, even just they still had the midfield. trio of midfielders. Yeah. He can't yeah. really like it was crack tough it. to yeah, it's tough to crack that that midfield three. Even, right? know, he just suit he does suit Arsenal. He suits Arsenal. He does. He's an Arsenal player. And he's, he's captain too, bro. And he's so. super young. Like the yeah. way he's leading this team. I think. I know he was a Madrid player, but I think he would suit Barca so nicely. I think he'd be because uh, he's great, in, but like plays that half space. He's unpressable. You can't really press him because he's yeah. he, he'll get out of that space very easily. And he's great in possession. I think he'd be. I think that should have been a Barca player. Never say never, man. You never know. I mean, I, I doubt it would happen. It won't happen. It won't <laughs> happen. I'm so? just saying that should have. Nah, that should Barca's have been the not player. looking at him, bro. Barca should have got yeah, Madrid have at that Gavi, point. Gavi, whoever. But you don't. You never knew that this was gonna happen. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. No, for sure. Overall, it was a great game. Um, Ten Hag maybe just didn't have the options on the bench when it came down to the final quarter of the game. I mean, he's got options on the bench, no, but it's, it's, he's not really making no. the right subs. I'm not. I'm not blaming. You could okay. say you could say Arteta doesn't really have options off the bench. The no, way but that United he has do. the he has a team that he needed to play that game. I guess you can't really say that. Okay, we had Casimir. Casimir was one player, but Casimir was a big factor. Yeah, of course. This exact same team without Casimir, we lost four 0 against Brentford. Right. So like. <laughs> Casemiro was literally the biggest part of this team, and if he didn't have the yellow card and he would have played this game, I'm not saying would have won, but it would have been a completely different game. Yeah, for sure. But uh, why not switch it up by bringing on, like you said, Garnacho, or you could bring on, I, I don't know if, Mar I can't remember if Martial was on the bench. You could have brought on someone like Martial. I would have I I liked to see Garnacho, but the thing is, that as soon as you put Garnacho in, okay, came on too late. you put on White Horse, take off White Horse, you put Rashford up top, but we still lose the midfield. Yeah. yeah. McTominay, like, that, guy should, that guy should not do. play football. Like, he was literally invisible the whole game. Like, what was he doing? And it was, do. it was Ericsson defending. Yeah, that's why Casemiro was defending. But like, Smedo and Eriksson were good together because Casemiro could do all the defending. Eriksson would do so, all the attacking. That's why, like, the fact that two players like Fred and McTominay can't do what one thing like that Casemiro provides on by himself. Like, you need two guys to do what his job, 
and oh. it's still not good enough. We, we know he's one of the best, oh. man. Uh, yeah. Good game. That was a good game. That was a good game. It was. Yeah. Is that more so like a United problem where they kind of have to like rely on like one player to kind of save? Oh, them? that's true though. Like if there's one player that's off the team and like, okay, who can I compare it to? I don't know. Let's say Arsenal didn't have Odegaard on the pitch. Would they have really had those opportunities going forward? I mean, maybe. Maybe. You know I, mean? I don't think they would be. So in a uh, one-off game, I think they'd still do pretty decent. The way that they're drilled and how like the team performs. Yeah, but Odegaard was a big part I don't of that know, team. Yeah, Odegaard's a big piece mm-hmm. of that team. Or it's like if City didn't have Rodri. Yeah, that too. Like Phillips can come in, but he's not the same player that Rodri is. And it's like if you're going up against, like if City didn't have Rodri and they went up against Arsenal, I think that would have impacted them greatly. Yeah. And what about like, you know, the Dortmund and Bellingham, if Bellingham's not playing, you know, like he's kind of a big player of that team as well. Um... It's it sucks because it's one player. There, these players are literally irreplaceable on some teams. Yeah. So they just suit the style of play perfectly. They're like the best player for the what the manager wants going forward. And then when you don't have them, like it's a big it's a big letdown. So it is what it is, man. It's football. Yeah. Some players are just what it is. next level, world class. Kaisman is one of them. And Newcastle stays <laughs> in third place. We're tied, but it's it's the goal differential, right? They're like a plus twenty two or like plus seven. They don't concede a lot of mad. goals, Newcastle. Oh, they play some. Uh, they play some haram ball. They <laughs> drew against Crystal Palace this weekend, which was not bad. We lost against Crystal Palace midweek too, which was ridiculous. No, did you guys tie? We tied. We tied. We tied. Sorry, yeah. So that last minute free kick from was it Olise? Olise, yeah. nice goal. But you can't you can't complain about that. Like yeah. <laughs> we were up one nil to the very last second, and it was a free kick. So uh, yeah, it's tough. That's the Premier League. Arsenal looks like they're going to win the league then. I don't know. I don't know what, does they got to play him twice, though? Yeah, but man, this Arsenal team looks good. Not if Haaland has something to say about that, though. Do you guys see City beating Arsenal twice, though? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if going to draw. I can think of a draw. I can see a win for City and then a draw. I can see I maybe, maybe a win both ways. Yeah? They split it. Oh, one and one? Maybe. I can see him splitting it. Because I think Haaland has that... At least one of those games, I think he has the ability to just take over the game. Whereas I don't really think Arsenal have a player that can take over a game. Odegaard. Can't take over a game. Saka? Odegaard could definitely take over a game. Not the same way Holland can. He, will, he can't take it over in a goal-scoring perspective. Yeah, no. But he can take it over in the midfield, but who's going to score the goal? And get there. Not every game. Why not? He's been scoring. Purple or when's Gabriel Jesus coming back? Still, man. Still. He won't be starting once he comes back from injury. Yeah, I don't, yeah. that's going to be tough. I mean, that's not a bad like thing to, ha- to have. Have two strikers that are balling out. I see Arsenal fans saying that the when Jesus comes back from winger? injury, they want to play him wing and then Enkentia striker. So who do you think of Martinelli? Yeah. Damn. I don't think that'd be too bad, to be honest. Enkentia in the wing? Who's playing left no, wing? Enkentia striker. Then uh, the wing. Jesus on the left that's wing. That's his natural position, no? More so right wing. He used wing. to play left wing. Yeah. But you can't take Sock off the right wing. Nah, he just nah. does too much damage there. Yeah. No, it'll be interesting to see. I think at this point, the only team I can see challenging Arsenal, I think, would be City. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Talon got, what, his fourth hat-trick so far in the league this season? He's got more hat-tricks than Ronaldo had. More than Ronaldo, bro. For how good Holland's playing, I'm surprised that they're not first. The slipping on... Too many slips. I, I think mean, sometimes they just try to do too much. 
And I think even too with Pep, like he likes to tinkers with the formation, like players in, players out. Cancelo has had been having a sh- poor, poor season. Yeah. And he was a key player for them last year. And even at the beginning of the season, like he started off red hot. But then like I think the World Cup kind of killed his confidence because he couldn't get it in the team for Portugal. And it's like ever since he came back from the World Cup, he just hasn't been the same. And I think he was like a big kind of creative spark in their team because yeah. no one was really picking him up. It's like, you know, they had someone to cover De Bruyne. They had someone to maybe cover Foden and Mahrez. They had their center backs watching Holland, but no one's really looking at marking the inverted fullback. So Cancelo kind of had that freedom to create. But now that he's been kind of off, it's like they don't really have that player that can create from deep anymore like he was. You think Cancelo got comfortable at City? Because now that he doesn't have like that competition in do. Zinchenko. Yeah, I can like see it. Zero competition. It's pretty much just him. Him and Gomez, but... Yeah, yeah but come on. I feel like a lot of players like get in that position like where like they dominate their position. And they get comfortable. They get kind of comfortable and then just kind of like slack off a bit, you know? I think the City team as a whole has gotten too comfortable. Yeah. They they see Haaland scoring goals every single week. Oh, he can do it again. He can do it again. And there's moments where like, yeah, it doesn't happen. So, <laughs> yeah. they, they I, Honestly, they play better with, they're, they're a better team without Haaland, even though Haaland scores three goals every single game. I don't know, man. Yes, it is, man. It, That's tough to say. As much as you can say, yeah, Haaland's scoring all the goals, but he scores the goals and they're facing a poor, like, a squads. And, like, when it comes down to it, I don't know. Like, it's, 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 it's weird. The thing is, the season's not done, though. We're only in January. We haven't seen knockout stages of UCL yet. Yeah, but... Like, we got to wait until the latter part of the season to, like, yeah, actually city, determine that. winning Champions League. Never know, bro. Do you think that City maybe have their focus set on Champions League? players you think because like if you look at that core of manchester city now have been together for so long they've won everything in england they've won the league so many times you think that like mentally they're focused more on the champions league and it's like because of that they're kind of dropping form in the league i don't feel like that should be a thing for a team like that they should but it is to win every game it's a thing though i think like they want to focus on every competition and winning every game but like i think like the way that they're seeing arsenal playing now maybe they want to shift more of their focus towards winning the UCL or competing in the UCL but it's, more. No, but the thing is, it's true, though. They can definitely still win the league. They'll have to beat Arsenal twice and continue winning their games. Yeah. And like, they're still up for the, the title race. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Because easily, you can easily say that the City from last year would be in first place even without facing Arsenal. They would have won all their games. Maybe. But it's tough to say that. Because it's like, would they have won all their games if, let's say, they didn't have Zinchenko and they didn't have Jesus, but they, who would be playing striker for them if they didn't sign Holland? They didn't have a striker. Alvarez? Gundogan. Alvarez could be playing striker for them. Yeah, and he's quality too. I don't know how why he doesn't get minutes. Because Holland's performing. Yeah, I know, but like he, <laughs> could, he could play as like a, uh, he's, he could play he, different he positions. Play together. But again, now they're, now they're focused on Holland too much. Just send the ball, send the ball into Holland, into Holland. They gotta give the boys some, uh, some time, man, or give him away to somebody else. Don't ruin his career. He's good. He's a big talent. Who Alvarez? Yeah. yeah, but City are the type of team to always have like a couple world class strikers in their roster. Yeah, like they had Aguero, Balotelli, Tevez, Jekyll on the yeah. roster all at one time. That's true. They don't care. Yeah, I don't know. But still, I'm just saying. I don't know. Holland, he what broke already last year's. Premier League goal scoring record. I think it was 23 or 24. Salah and Son, I believe. He has 25 league goals this season for City. 
I saw this stat, this page, uh, the Popfoot on Twitter, pretty good uh, French account that posts like a lot of stats-based stuff. So he said, Erling Haaland has scored 25 league goals for Manchester City this season. Only Lionel Messi's 2012-2013 and Cristiano Ronaldo's 14-15 campaign have done better at the 21st match day of a league season in the century. So Messi in the 21st match day back in the 12-13 season had 33 league goals. <laughs> 33. Was that the year he scored 91? Mm, yeah. And then Cristiano had 28 on the 21st match there. That's crazy, man. I see a lot of people saying, like, oh, Holland's going to end up breaking, like, no. Messi and Cristiano's goal-scoring records, but I don't think it's possible, bro. People like, don't been realize consistent how crazy for a they decade, did it. Yeah. bro. Like, you know how difficult that is? A decade of football, bro. Yeah, that's crazy. Consistently over 30, 40 goal seasons. Like, that's going to be tough. That's insane. It's going to be tough. You never know. He could just go off for the, the next, whatever it is, 18 games. But the thing is, there's like a difference between going off and then like doing what Messi and Ronaldo did because like Messi and Ronaldo were doing crazy things where it got to the point where it became normal for them. Yeah. And like, but now it's like the, they're not performing at that. They're still performing, but they're not performing at that elite, 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 like, generational best ever level all the time. Like, you're seeing players now, like, let's say, Holland, who are having, like, a, a great season in the Prem, but it's, like, that's still nothing compared to what these guys were putting up, yeah. Yeah. which is crazy to think about. We might have been kind of spoiled. Oh, 100%, bro. <laughs> a little bit. Kind of. A little bit. But I don't think you could really say too much spoiled because we have, what, Mbappe and Holland now? Yeah. And, like, these guys are... They have crazy numbers. I think Mbappe is a lot closer than than Haaland is. Well, in terms of like better goal scoring, just player in general. You think though? Yeah. What makes you say that? Uh, just he like when you watch the best players of all time, Mbappe just seems more like that kind of player. But did you watch Haaland at Dortmund? Huh? Yeah, not not like you, but I've watched games here and there. I think like he's low key being kind of limited at City. In terms okay, of like yeah, he's not, he's not playing the same way. I know that, yeah. And I think because of that, people are maybe a, like they're not disrespecting him. Well, they, a lot of English fans didn't see Haaland before, and it's like, but some of the stuff that he was doing when he was playing at Dortmund, even the Champions League, like Your Champions League, yeah. Like even I remember like that game against PSG when it was the first Champions League run where Dortmund had Haaland, like. He was dominating PSG, and that was a PSG team with Mbappe with Ney, and they were a strong, strong team, and it's like. Little babyface Holland was was pulling up and he was scoring a left footed rocket from like 25, 28 yards out. And it's like he was like the kind of guy that can carry the ball. He can play a one two. He was more involved in the buildup. Where it's now, it's like at City, I, I only see him tapping the ball in. It's like I see him sometimes he'll get a rebound. I'll see him get the cut back. And like low key, I kind of feel bad because like I think he's capable of so much more. But I think with that system that Pep has, like obviously it's benefiting him because he's scoring at a crazy clip. But like, He's capable of so much more, I think, in terms of influencing the game. Yeah, because right now, like, okay, from from what I said, like, Haaland's just, he's scoring goals, but then you see Mbappe is carrying, he's carried, he just carried France to a, a final uh, in the World Cup. Last year, he destroyed Barca on his own. Hat-trick. Hat destroyed him. Like, he's doing things that could carry a team. Haaland's just, yeah, he's on a good team, that, but he's scoring for them. He's not really doing anything crazy. That's what I'm saying. Mbappe is. I feel like Mbappe is a lot closer, just from the the play style right now. 
So even though he's like getting these crazy numbers at City and you're seeing like he's being kind of limited, like what club do you think could like kind of like, you know, like support like his, his main qualities, you know, like enhance his abilities? Probably Madrid. Yeah. yeah. Madrid. But would he be scoring more goals? I, guess, I think would he, he was, just be playing more like how no, he should. He be? would score the same amount of goals because when he was at Dortmund, he was, he was having high numbers as well. He wasn't scoring as much as he's at City. Yeah, for sure. Okay, I get it because you have the players, but. I feel like at Madrid, he also wasn't as fit. I feel like at Madrid, he'd be doing a lot more than he's doing now. I feel like, like you know what I mean. Like, let's say when when Benzema, when it's Benzema's time to kind of you know shut down. I think like the way that Benzema plays for Madrid, kind of having that more time on the ball, still scoring goals, but also being that playmaker. I think like I think Holland can do that. You think he has the ability to do that? Yeah, playmaking. Not not in the same way that Benzema does. I don't think he's as maybe techie. As Benzema, but I think that his skill set is so unique in the fact that he's so strong, but also so quick that like in a team that maybe is playing a counterattack like Madrid often does, like him being able to drop back, collect the ball, hold off a defender, play a one two, run in behind and just play with that, you know, quick pace counterattack. I think he could really thrive in, in a system like that and maybe be more influential on the game as a whole. Whereas right now he's deciding games with his goals and his you know ability to finish, his ability to be in the box and to be a poacher. Yeah. But I think there's a little bit more of his game that maybe, you know, once his time at City's done, because I don't think he'll be at City very long. I think when he moves to Madrid, I think that's when now you'll see Holland. Yeah. When he's when he's gonna go there to replace Benzema, he's not gonna really be going there to replace Benzema. He's gonna be going there to replace Ronaldo. Where 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 he is that that poetry gets that f- freedom to do whatever he wants. He's not gonna go there to beat Benzema. He's not gonna beat Benzema. He can't do what Benzema does. They're gonna they're probably gonna get somebody else to do that Benzema type stuff. But yeah, he's gonna be there to replace the one who's been missing for a while, even though they doesn't look like they need him. Yes, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Would, would you guys rather like be in that position if you're Holland? Like if you're like in that city setup where like, you know, you're getting the chances, you're getting that output, but like your like skills aren't really being showcased that much as it should be. I think for him, he doesn't care because I think like at the end of the day, like he loves to score goals. And like yeah. you see just like the joy when he scores a goal is like not many players celebrate the way he does. Not many players get amped the way he does. And not, not many players play with that same like passion energy when he scores a goal. So I think he's enjoying it. But I also think it's gonna it's good for his development because he's learning how to play as a poacher. Whereas before, a lot of times he relied on his speed to kind of get in those positions. But now he's also learning to when we're playing against a low block, how can I still influence the game? Whereas sometimes that was one of his things when he was playing for Dortmund. When they were playing against a low block team, sometimes he was marked out of the game because he didn't know how to act in the box when he was being marked up. Whereas now it's like his spatial awareness is is leveled up. He knows where to be. He knows where to be to get that second ball. He knows where to be to maybe receive the cutback. And I think this is good for his development. But I think like we're not going to be seeing peak Holland until he moves to a team where he's going to be having more of an influence on the game. But this, I think, is huge for his development. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's only two teams that could really get the best of them. Madrid and maybe Bayern. That's probably it. Yeah. yeah. Bayern too, actually, you're right. Potentially. I just I, I don't know if Bayern have the They won't get them. Just facilities saying the two that. teams that yeah. would get the best of them. I think Bayern can have a shot in the future. Huh? I think so. I think Bayern can have a shot in the future. Yeah, a, I, I don't know if they have the money for it. How long is this contract at City? Like what, five years, four years? How long is he out there? I think he has, well, he has a release clause. I think kicking in in two years, which is when he's going to go to Madrid. Mino's going to shop him around. So well, they're going to have him, him around. Who? 
Say Mino? Yeah. Mino's. I know he's not. But I'm saying like they're, they're, he's going to get shopped around because Mino and his dad were on the same page. We're going to shop him around. They're going to con- collect all kinds of commissions. They want, so they might have both. Who? Helen and Mbappe. Because apparently I heard there they might be back in for Mbappe. If they end up getting both, <laughs> bro, I said it. You better be scared. Man. It might happen, bro. Madrid fan on the couch. It might know. happen, bro. It's gonna be scary. <laughs> but then again, it's like, can they can they coexist? I don't see yeah, why not. Can. Yeah, why not? Yeah. MSN did, but that was different. BBC did. They can. That was also they're different. They're different players. They're different players. Is that different? Not though? really. They're different bit. players. No, no, they're different players. Yeah. But like, it's not like crazy, crazy different. But like with MSN. Neymar left when he couldn't, because he thought he was in Messi's shadow. Yeah. Mbappe and Holland both have egos. Okay. And I think that's, I don't think that with play style wise, I don't think that's going to impact the way they can play each other because. I think who would be like the, the face of the brand. Of the, that's going to be the biggest thing is because they, they both have that Mbappe. star quality and they both have that I'm him kind of attitude. Yeah. And I think with that, it's going to be tough for them to coexist in the same team. Play style, I think they'd be great together. Both quick. Yeah, they, would be. they can influence each other. But I think to? that attitude, I think, is going to be the thing that kind of keeps them apart. But don't you think Mbappe and Neymar have similar attitudes like that? Not necessarily, because when Neymar came to PSG, he was that guy. And he went there to be that guy. He didn't know that Mbappe was going to come in and take over his shine like he has. And now that he has, Neymar kind of wants out. But it could be the same thing too. What if Haaland comes to Madrid first and then Mbappe comes after? Or vice versa? And then maybe he'll want out. Where would Neymar even go if he wants out? Neymar? United. United. Okay. Chelsea. Yeah. Neymar, would never, though, bro. Neymar would never go to the Prem. Todd Bowley? Neymar would never Drop go the bag on him? <laughs> Mudrik and Neymar in the same team? Oh my Mudrick. god. A lot of depth, bro. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of wingers. But no. I don't know, man. It's going to be... Interesting to see how both their careers develop, and I think how long will the Champions League elude both of them? Because I think that's what they want. That's what they need yeah. to win both of them is the Champions League. So it'll be interesting to see how how long it eludes them, and do they have to make a move to finally get it? And they're both on teams that are favorites. That will that probably like, won't win I it. I think PSG can do it this year. Yeah. I called PSG beginning of the season. I said City. I still stand by it. But PSG are facing Bayern, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's not that hard for them. Is it? They're missing Neuer, bro. No, that's what I'm saying. It's not Mane's that hard. still gone. It's not, it's no, not, it's hard. not that hard for PSG. Oh, it's not that hard for PSG to win. And Bayern, ha- Bayern aren't haven't been the same this season as they were even last season. Well, they're, they're, they're gonna come come back once they'll the still, they'll, they'll still be strong, and they have that mentality. But it's like Kimmich hasn't been the same this season. I think the World Cup really threw him off. I think defensively they've gotten worse with the Ligt. At the back, no, I'm I'm being like dead ass. Like yeah, they have, they've gotten worse. They've gotten worse with the licked at the back, and I think like now you're playing with Chupo up top, and it's not necessarily the same as as playing with Leva. Um, even though Chupo has done well, it's just not the same, nah. right? Like no matter how much he can, you know, maybe score a one-two goal here, he can be a good target man. Well, they might sign someone in January, so. January is almost done. Yeah, but the, it's, 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 cool. Why are you going to sign a striker? Yeah, why not? The score those goals for Germany? Full crook? Full crook. Yeah, I would rather have Chupo. They're, the they're the same profile, and it's like I think Bayern are going to save their money and they're going to go heavy for someone in the summer. 
I think, you know, maybe they get money back and then they can maybe cause some problems with PSG. But I think it's going to be Musiala is going to have to step up for them to have a chance. Because I think, you know, Muller's kind of on the decline. He can still do his thing, but like, who's their star? It needs to be Jamal. If he can step up and, and, you know, have an impact in the game, like you saw him with some of those World Cup games where he really took control over the game, if he can have performances like that, I think they maybe stand a chance. Sane's still playing. Sane will be there too, right? They have they have players that can definitely impact the game, but it'll be interesting to see how how they do and then also how Nagelsmann handles the pressure, right? Because, like, obviously Champions League last year, they faltered out. Mm-hmm. This year it'll be interesting to see, like, you know, do they have that ability to, to, to make a comeback under him or is now maybe his head on the chopping block if they get knocked out against PSG because that's two poor Champions League runs in a row for Bayern. True. And that's not like them. Right? I mean, they're still top in the league. Five points ahead. Yeah. Like but I mean, three, four teams. The league's the league. I think like for Bayern, like the league is the absolute bare minimum for them to win. I think like if they're not competing in the Champions League, then they're not doing what they need to be doing. They have like very high standards, right? It's like for them, if they would just if they win the league and nothing else, the manager is probably gonna get sacked. If we're being honest, yeah. we've seen it happen before. So it's like it's obviously a tough matchup, but it'll be interesting to see what happened. Yeah, speaking of Bundesliga, Dortmund, quite a quite a crazy game there, four three. I'm sure you were feeling uh, emotional. It was like a roller coaster because like every time we scored, we would do something stupid and they would score. It's not even like they were like playing themselves into good opportunities. Every single time, like someone was doing something stupid yeah. or someone wasn't where they were supposed to be. And it's like, I get it's the first game back in almost two months, but it's like, you need to figure it out. <laughs> right. So it's like, it was, it was definitely a lot harder than it needed to be. Uh, a lot of great goals in the game. And uh, it was good to see Hilaire back. Mm-hmm. His first game back, played about 20, Two minutes, I think he had about 28 touches on the ball. He made impact. Like, in his 22 minutes, he had more touches on the ball than Mukoko did for the rest of the game. So yeah. it's like, you know, it shows that, you know, that, you know, big man, you know, he can he can impact the game. And I think his quality has been, been missed. And hopefully he can uh, start playing more minutes soon because we need someone like that if we want to have any chance at finishing top four and if we want to potentially beat Chelsea, right? Mm-hmm. That uh, Giddens guy... Had a decent little he's goal. Talented, team. yeah. He's t- I mean, he's done his thing. Like even earlier in the season, he scored almost the exact same goal against Freiburg. Got injured, so his story has always been, you know, plays well, but it's always the injuries that kind of hamper him. So, if he can consistently play well and not get hurt, I think like that starting left wing spot, he takes over Malin. I think pretty easily. Um, it's just if he can stay fit because he's he's a bright bright talent. Like he's central region. A little bit. They play a little bit different for sure. I think like. Gittins, I think, is maybe a better goal scorer at this point in his career, like where Sancho was always more of a creator. But, like, I think Gittins still needs to refine his game a lot in that playmaking aspect because there's a lot of times where he'll try to shoot or take on another player instead of just maybe making that simple pass, whereas Sancho was the opposite. He was always making that simple pass for any, for someone else to score and not really doing it for himself. So I think... He just needs to watch a bunch of Sancho comps. And it'll just be an age thing too. Yeah, it, for sure. But I think like that's if he can develop that in his game, I think that's when he's going to take the next level and kind of be Dorman's next big, you know, kind of attacking talent. Um, but yeah, no, it's good to see him. Good to see him back and good to see the squad almost fully fit. New fullback, 
played a decent little game. Ryerson? Ryerson, a right back there, signed from Union. And I saw today, I think we're just wrapping up a deal for another right back. Oh, yeah? The guy from uh, Valladolid, Freshneda, I think his name really? is. Dorman again? Dorman, oh, I think. Yeah. talent, bro. Yeah, Dorman, I think, are, are just wrapping up. I saw today on Twitter, I think it's like 10 million plus 5 million in add-ons, and I think we're loaning him back till the end of the season. It's a good pickup. So hopefully works out well, because I think, you know, the last time we got a right back from Spain, he was pretty good, Hakimi. So hopefully, you know, this can kind of sort out our right back issue, and I think Ryerson will be a great utility player who can play both left and right back. It's a good squad player to have. You know, plays a lot of energy. He ran, like, almost four kilometers more than any other player in that game. It's a good first impression to make. You need that workhorse sometimes, especially on the fullback, like a Chiesa-type player. Yeah. Just running up and down the wing all game. And, uh, yeah, but we'll see see what happens. A lot of goals scored in all the Bundesliga games. Mm-hmm. And Köln, I think, won 7-1. Crazy. Wolfsburg 6-0. Wolfsburg had a big game against Freiburg, too. Frankfurt got a big win. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's good to see a lot of these teams playing well. And, and Bayern and Leipzig won one. Leipzig have been in great form since Marco Rosa took over. So, I think... I think they play City in the Champions League. I believe so. I want to say. So that's going to be a pretty good game. Ooh. Pretty big Leipzig. fixture. Leipzig oh. against the City. So it'll be interesting to see how that works out. And it's just good to see a lot of German teams in the strong again. Because for a while it was just Dortmund and Bayern. And yeah. for a while it's just been Bayern. But it's good to see teams like, you know, Frankfurt and, and even now Leipzig kind of getting back and strong again. So it's good to see. Can Dortmund win the league? No. It's It'll be tough. Like, I think right now, like... Bayern need to drop points. And it's like when you're in that situation where Bayern need to drop points and, you know, you're you're catching up on other teams, it's going to be tough. Like, I think, like, at best we can hope for maybe, maybe we win another round of CL. Maybe we can make, we can, maybe we can win the cup. I'd be more than happy with that. And then try to see if we can go for the league with a more reinforced squad next season. Because I think this, this squad was, is, wasn't good. Yeah. We have no wingers. Just not a very deep squad. We have, like, we signed Sule. And he's like one of the highest paid players on our team, and he's not even playing. So it's like, what do you like? What are we doing? I understand he's not playing because Hummels and Schulterbeck are, are playing better than he is, but it's so, like you, you need to kind of figure out, you know, where that center back, you know, kind of fits in. But yeah, we'll see. It's good to have the Bundesliga back, though. Nice. Yeah. But, uh, speaking of winning the league, something Juve definitely won't do. Let's talk about the game first before we get onto the fiasco. <sighs> So a cheeky was, game against Atalanta. Game. I would say it was a good game. 3-3? Yeah. It was a good game. Uh, it was back and forth as well. Was, like I would say. It was, I wouldn't say it was as good as the Arsenal-United game, but it was pretty damn close. Lots of goals. It was up and down. Got a penalty goal. I can't remember the other goal scores now. I was just blank. scored the second. Assist by Fagioli and then Danilo. Oh, the last goal. Danilo, beautiful free kick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was... Uh, yeah, it was a good game. I, I was hoping for a win because uh, now that we're in tenth place, we can we need every point that we could get. <laughs> uh yeah, but yeah, uh, I don't know, man. It's gonna be a a rough one. It's gonna be a rough second half of the season. Thoughts on Lookman? He's a good player. He's a good player. Oh, he was at Leipzig. He did nothing. <laughs> Am I wrong? It's a, he's another year older, another year experience. Playing in the worst league, but we'll see. We'll see when Napoli plays Frankfurt. I guess that that determines it. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> best team in the league plays like the fourth best team. In the league. They're second place, Frankfurt, for now. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, Lookman's second in the top scorers for the. Even Osimhen, Nigerians taking over. Mm-hmm. 
Osman is different though. Like is he gonna get a move in the summer or is he staying? If I was Napoli, I, w- I would sell him now. Now, like in, no, no, like like, like summer. I would get rid of him. Get get. You could probably get like one twenty from. No. Yeah. If, if they bought him for what 70? 70. If you could get one hundred from Mudrik, you could get one twenty for Osman from the Prem. Yeah. Mm, Newcastle. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, they have Isak already, though. Like, are they gonna splash on another striker? Why not? For a better one. Why not? <laughs> for a, for Why a not? better striker, yeah. Why not? But yeah, they could definitely get one twenty from. I feel like Napoli might hold out though, because Di Laurentiis is the kind of guy that holds out. Yeah, but selling his kept player. like Koulibaly hostage for a while. But why? They have Simeone playing great, and they have Raspadori playing great. But the thing is, if you want to be the best team in Italy, Raspadori and Simeone are fine. But if you want to actually compete in European yeah, you football, need you need to have a player like Osimhen. Yeah, but the thing is, if you get one twenty, look what they did with Koulibaly and uh, and uh, yeah, and Sinier wages. Who else did they lose? But those, Erdin. but it's different. Those guys were towards the tail end of their career. Yeah, I they get were it. In their prime. But look how they reinvested that money. Look what they brought in. But it's easy to upgrade when those players aren't necessarily. What do you mean it's easy to upgrade? Nah, oh, come on, bro. That's how easy. Merton was finished. Insigne was finished. Koulibaly, we can see. Quite frankly, finished. That's not. That's it's not easy. easy to upgrade. It's easy to upgrade when those players. Okay, you can say it's easy to upgrade, career. but did you know any of the players that they brought in? Yeah, finding the right fit is tougher. You had no idea who Cavada was. I had no idea who Cavada was, but I knew who Kim Min Jae was. Okay, yeah, he played in Turkey. He was a uh, what the center back of the the, the year. Exactly. Um, uh, who else did they bring in? They brought in uh, Simeone. Yeah, he was, had a good year last year. Aspadori also had a good year last year. He spent well. But the thing is, like, there's this difference between spending well and then having elite talent. It's like if if you're gonna, you're not gonna have Cavada forever. No, majority wants him. Someone's gonna come snap him up. When you have this group of elite talent, you need to try to keep them together for as long as you can to try to make a run, in whether it's Champions League or whatever. And you need to put Napoli back on the map. If you just go and sell Osimhen now before they even do anything, because they're not in Champions League, right now. Yeah, they are. Napoli is still in Champions League? Oh, yeah, they're still in Champions League. Unless they make a deep run this year, they win the league and that's it. They'll probably make it. I think they'll pass Frankfurt. Maybe they will. But I think you need to keep that core group of players together a little bit longer. Yeah, but let's say you keep on. Let's say you get that 120 now. Who do you buy? I don't know. I'm not saying who I buy. I'm just saying you you decline it and you leave it for next year. He just flops next year. You can't do that. Why not? Because it's, it's not how money works. What do you mean? You need to take a risk sometimes, that, and you have to put the football over the finances sometimes. No. It's all about the money, though, sometimes. Not, not, in a, not for a team. But Napoli have money. I know they have money, <laughs> but they're also great at reinvesting money. But would you rather, let's say, win the league, get knocked to the Champions League, sell Osman in the summer, replace him with... They're not going to replace him. Use the money to buy... X, Y, and Z to have a deeper squad. Then the next season, they don't even qualify for Champions League because they sold their star player. Yeah, People learn how to defend Cavada. It's going to happen. Yeah, I know. They learn how to defend Leal. Exactly. It's one of those things where he's new to the league. People have never seen this guy play before. They're like, oh my God, like what the hell is this guy doing? But then after an off-season where people are going to... We were playing Napoli. How do we lock down Cavada? It's going to happen eventually. They locked down Cavada one game. Which game was it? Recently, Inter. Inter, yeah, that's right. Inter. Inter, Inter beat them. It was Inter. Inter or beat tied them. them. Yeah, no, they beat them. 
Remember they knocked like locked them down. Yeah, but else. if there was a team that's gonna lock them down, it's probably that team. I think you need to keep Olsiman for at least one more season, and really show that you're gonna be a you top, top the best, team, then. and not just a one a one season wonder. Because if you sell Olsiman in the summer, you're a one season wonder. They're not gonna win the league again without Olsiman. Okay, you see. I don't know. I don't know if the Serie A team is going to get better next year because it looks like Liao is going to be leaving. I don't think Ace Milan is going to be able to replace Liao. Uh, Inter's losing Skriniar, looks like. They're not going to be able to replace Skriniar. So why not lose Osiman? Because you want to win the league again. Yeah, yeah, my competition is like, getting weaker. If I can keep my best player... Yeah, but if it's getting weaker, that means you could get a little bit weaker and still be the best team in the league. And then do nothing in Europe? They still have a good enough team to do something in Europe. They, they were still winning games with the Osimen. Do they, though? They did. I know they did, but can they do it again? Yes. Once everyone starts to figure out this Napoli so, team. You see these teams have the one season hit, and then the next season, they sell their players. And Look at Ajax this season. Had a crazy season last year. They got rated. They're like, what, fourth in Eredivisie right now? I think regardless if Napoli win or lose the Serie A, I think players will still leave. You think players will still leave? What are the leave? odds? Okay, they win. What are the odds of them like, like duplicating that yeah, success? That can be like, hey, it's not like an NBA team. Let's run it back. Like if they lose, cash in while the stock's still high, right? Yeah. I think... You think, like, though? I think Osimhen and Kvada will leave regardless. I don't think Kvada will leave on the first year. Osimhen, he's been here for a while. I think he'd leave. Really? Yeah, bro, a, good, a good offer comes in. Kvada for Osiman, I think they're leaving. Yeah, I, don't think I know Kvada. it's Napoli, but I feel like whether they win or lose, they'll still like. You think you just cash in? Yeah. If, maybe it depends how much they get. I, I think th they're gonna sell two players for over 100 mil. I think they maybe set the. I think they set their price, and if someone meets it, because that's that's what Dilaretis always was. He said, "I want 85 for Koulibaly, and no one would pay it." Yeah. If he says 120 for Osiman, and someone pays it, Manchester United. Right, one. I think that's a, fit, man, that's know, a man. stupid amount of money to pay for Osimhen. First of all, I think 120 million is way too much. I think the price is now. Yeah, for if Mudrik is is worth 100 million, Osimhen is worth one. Yeah, everyone's gonna set that benchmark now. The Mudrik benchmark. Yeah, right? Mudrik, but Mudrik is talented. So is Osimhen. But Mudrik is more talented. Not really. Is he? Yeah. The different positions. Natural talent. I know I sound like Jay right now. The different positions. There's no, there's but Mudrik is naturally talented. Natural that doesn't matter talent. to me, man. Osimhen also has that natural athleticism too, but they paid a lot for Osimhen too. They did seventy. That's why he's gonna want to. And make they'll get profit. Alil. Iman Liao. That's why he's not. He's not gonna be selling for him for cheap. He's not going for under hundred mil. Bro, this summer Serie A is gonna get raided. Yeah. Liao is leaving. Chiesa is leaving. Vlahovic is leaving. Osimhen's leaving. Kvara Dona's leaving. So are they gonna be be the fifth best European league now? Because they're fourth right now. Oh, we'll they see. sell all these players. Yeah, see if this actually happens. It might not happen. It's what? Does does the Liga Nos take over? This is gonna be the downfall of Serie A, bro. You think? I'm telling you. Wow. I'm telling you, bro. We'll see. Premier League got that money when they come calling, bro. These players don't care, bro. I they guess want that's the money. why the Super League is gonna be happening. They so. don't care, bro. But unless, speaking unless of money, some investors invest into Serie A, speaking of money, which I don't think will happen <laughs> because of the state it's in right right now and how Juve kind of messed up. Serie A's potential investments. What happened? You, can you can you say from your from your perspective? What what happened with Juve? It's just it's like what did you read? What what did you? How did I you... don't know if I trust what this guy says. Bro. <laughs> I, I want to hear your thoughts first. You have all the Reddit streams. No, no, wow. Well, I want to uh, hear your interpretation of it first. 
It's, it's just like kind of like money laundering type thing. It's just they're overpaying for players, uh, selling players for a lot more than they're actually worth. It's just money just getting thrown around for to kind of bounce, not bounce the books, but like I don't know how to explain it. Really, it's kind of weird. It's it's a stupid situation. I don't know hundred percent. I just know like the the basics, and that's about it. Yeah, so basically they're cooking the books and they're found guilty for mishandling and manipulating transfer finances. Yeah. So the Italian Football Federation gave that 15-point deduction for capital gains violations. And uh, the same federation looked at 62 transfers that were looked at. UA was involved in 42 of them. 42. Wait, how many say were looked at? 62. Okay. And UA was involved in 42 of them. Damn. 42. That's like what? what? my club, man. 70, 80% at least? <laughs> That's insane, man. Obviously, Janish to Barca, Arthur to Juve, probably like the highest profile kind of transfer that was yeah, looked at. Very sketchy. You saw members of the board resign because mm. they knew what was going to happen. Yeah. They're like, let's get out while we can. Exactly. And yet, Good. they're still getting suspensions now, even though they're not affiliated with the club. You have mm. Paratici, who's sporting director at Spurs now. Yeah. He's still getting signed. Spurs always taking L's. <laughs> <laughs> He's not good anyway, that guy. But man, the amount of players that like Juve bought and then like kind of like sold off the teams like Genoa or Atalanta for like this weird money is crazy. Mm. Like, I got like a list of some players here. Caldara. Just tell me if like you remember these players or you know these players. Okay. And don't cap. I won't cap. So one Simone Muratore, 24-year-old central midfielder, has never appeared in a Serie A match, sold by Juve to Atalanta for 7 million euros hmm. September 2020 wow that's one two Pablo Moreno oh Moreno is, is he on Lazio that guy uh no okay I don't know so 20 year old center forward has seven first tier caps to his credit all coming this year in Portugal with 17th place Maritimo sold by Juve to Man City in July 2020 for 10 million euros hmm. hey Man City had money bags man Manolo Portanova Portanova, I've heard of him. 22-year-old central midfielder for Genoa, sold by Lazio to Juve for 250000 mm. in 2017. Played a grand total of 170 top-flight minutes oh. for Juventus. Guess how much he sold for? 12. 12 million oh. euros <laughs> in 2021. That's how much I was Nicolo Rovella, promising 21-year-old yeah. Italian youth product for Genoa, never had an estimated market value higher than the 12 million it is today. Sold by Genoa to Juve on the same day of the Porta Nova swap for a whopping 26 million. <laughs> Since been loaned to Genoa and Monza. Jao mm. Cancelo for Danilo? Yeah, and 40 Was million. that a little fishy? A little bit. Oh, why? That's fair. Was it? What's wrong with that? Total cost of Cancelo, 65 million, with Juve acquiring Danilo at a value of 37 million. Mm-hmm. I don't see a problem in that one. Mm-hmm. That's kind of, I feel like those were like. Normal price tags for them, mm-hmm. and then obviously you Arthur so? and yeah, Arthur and uh, Pjanic. Okay, yeah, that one was. So Arthur joining weird. Juventus worth an initial seventy-two million euros. Oh, wow! With Pjanic moving the opposite direction for a fee valued at sixty million. Oh wow! Yeah, that's Barcelona. Sketch. And then how can you forget Stefano Sturaro? Oh, a transfer a history so shady it cannot be described with words. So here's some picks. Obviously, you're not gonna see the picks, but. What great business by Juve getting 18 million total from Genoa for a player never valued more than 12 million. Wow. Grande Paratici. How'd they do that? 
And then the most questionable series of business is between Juve, Genoa, and Atalanta between 2018 to 2021. Mm. The breadcrumbs starting with Andrea Favilli, who was loaned to Genoa in August 2018 like from Juve for $5 million, just one month after Juve buying from Ascoli for $7.5 million. Crazy. And there's just a lot more here. Just Juve buying Kulusevski from Atalanta for $35 million. Player remained at Parma, where he was loaned throughout the end of the season. How much questionable about this deal other than the fee seems generous for a rival? Mm. We're boys. What do you want? Mm-hmm, I bet. But yeah, man, a lot of a lot of shady uh, business in the transfer market for Juve. Do you think the 15 points is justifiable? Do you think it was too I think, lenient? I think, it was, I think it was very lenient. No, I think it was too much. Too much? Come on, bro. The prosecutor, anything, only, it's way prosecutor only wanted eight points, and the guy had yeah, nothing. Fifteen. It's nothing. So you think it's okay for your team just to go around no, selling I think, players? I and think it should have been laundering. what they wanted, eight points. Then they could have gone transfer windows, taken off, fines, banned the the guys involved. You could have done all that. Fifteen is a lot of points. Like just just absolutely destroyed the season. Good. I think that was the objective. What if what if they said, okay, we don't deduct any points, but you cannot play European football next season? They're not playing European football anyway. But that's what that's what I think they're up they're yeah. they're planning on doing. But like you still have a chance, kinda. They gotta win Europa League. But I'm saying no, like not even that, but like conference points league wise. maybe. Yeah. But like, what if you were la- now no points deduction, but no European football? Your team's still in shambles. Mm. It's a, it was, yeah, probably. My thing is, I feel like if you. Give the fines, you give the transfer ban, yada yada yada. That's a slap on the wrist. The only people that get affected are the owners. But if you really want it to sting, you have to make it hurt the club. And I think with this point deduction, it's going to hurt the club because it's not only going to hurt them this season, they're also going to lose players. They're also not going to make European football, which is going to affect their pocketbook. So I think this is the most fair sanction because it's going to affect everything, right? They're going to lose players like Vlavic probably, probably Chiesa, potentially Pogba. Players that aren't going to want to be playing for a mid-table Juventus team and they want to play European football. And and quite frankly, I don't blame them, right? Like if you're a player like Vlahovic, I want to be playing European football. Who says they're going to be a mid-table team though? Where are they right now on the table? Yeah, because the point deduction, they were second place before that. Mid-table. You don't yeah, think they're going to come okay, back and compete next year? But Dep- depends, who's, players. depends who stays. Yeah, they're gonna ha- no one's gonna, There's not going to be that many moves. Who's They're going to lose Vlavic, probably. That's that's probably the biggest thing they're going to lose. Uh-huh. That's probably him. Maybe Rabio. He's whatever. I'll get rid of him. That's fine. Vlavic, they got Milik and Moise Keane. They're, they're okay. Uh, I don't know. Alexandro Kozal already gone. Uh, they're not gonna lose that many players. McKenny will probably be out. They're not gonna, yeah. They're not gonna lose Chiesa. They're not gonna lose Locatelli. I'll bet on. They don't, I'll they don't, they don't the first own Chiesa though. I'll bet on those guys thing. But up. why? Because those guys aren't. They won't lose those guys. But why? Why would they want to stay? It just, it just won't happen. But why would they want? You already see how corrupt UVA is. They'll find a way to keep those guys. Chiesa, I can see staying. I don't know. One because he's Italian. But two, because I don't think any other team is going to want to pay the fee that Juve will demand for him. And it's also a dream club. I don't think that much, though. Would it? He would. Just because that one goal in Euro Cup. 
Oh, yeah. I think that's like the yeah, only thing keeping what... his price high. But <laughs> Locatelli, I can see maybe Premier League. No, Locatelli's not leaving. Locatelli. Premier League, I can see. Vlavic, I think Bayern. Yeah, I can see my Bayern. Yeah, Vlavic, I can see leaving. That's I don't want to see him leave, but I can see him leave. So you don't think that losing five players that would regularly start every week for your club is going to make an impact? Rabio starter. Starter, but he could he's replaceable. He's not, he's, he's not, he's someone that, he, he plays great for France. We're all going to say, yeah, he's a great player because he played good for France. When he plays for Juve, he has his good games and he has his bad games. He's inconsistent. But Juve were ready to make him their highest earning midfielder. Because they saw him play the World Cup and they see how talented he actually is when he plays. But he's not, he's inconsistent. The player of the club. Okay, so starting midfielder gone. Okay, yeah. Vlavic, he hasn't played a game in months. Star striker gone. Not really. He is, but he hasn't played a month, so... He Who's could... your top scorer? I don't know. Milik? Him or Milik, maybe? Star striker, gone. Okay. McKenny? Nothing. Mid- starting midfielder? No, he's not a starting midfielder. Okay, if that, a good utility midfield. Okay, he's a utility midfielder. He's a starting player for your team. No, he's not. He's always starting because our team's injured. <laughs> Who? What do you mean? Who? Who's injured? Where did he play last game? Right back. Yeah, okay. Our team's depleted. Who? Who's injured? It's not McKenny though. Regular was I'm trying you're making me I'm forgetting right now. Who's injured on your team? Pogba. Okay. <laughs> he's not he's not a factor. Bobbitch. No, it would regular okay. be it should starting be, midfielder. It should be Keza Kostic on the sides. Keza's not fully fit. Whose fault is that? Continue. That's why he's playing. Continue. Uh Alexandro Quadrado out. Okay. Two pretty big losses. No, they're, they're, they were going to leave before that anyway. Who are the replacements? I don't know yet. That hasn't been done. <laughs> so who are they going to pick so up? But who are their subs? Who are their backups? Yeah. They don't have backups. Alexander's literally playing center back right now because they have no center backs. So you're telling me that a team that already doesn't have any depth is going to lose these players yeah. and they're somehow going to compete next yes, season? Yes, because they they got to oh. start playing their youth players that they actually have talent in the youth academy. Ooh. Ealing Jr., Fajoli. Fajoli is ready to start though. Fajoli is already playing now. I'll give you Fajoli because yeah. he's already. Fajoli shouldn't have been loaned out. He should have been on the team still. Meretti, he's all right. Uh, Ake, if he comes back, and that's it. That's five good. That's five pretty good youth players right there. <laughs> oh really? It is. What's wrong with that? Maybe you're like, la- you're laughing. How many that. minutes have they got? Have they got a lot of minutes this season? Fajoli, yes. Uh, Meretti, yes. Yeah, but Fajoli's like he's more so in the squad dynamics, and so is Miretti. Okay, but you can't you can't say oh how many minutes? Yes, they've been game minutes. But so. you name me like three wingers. No, I didn't. Ake is a winger. No, he's not. What position is he? He's a left back, center back. Left back, I mean, right, center back. Left back, right. He could play anywhere in the defensive line. Okay, so you think he's going to come into the team and be a starter? He's not even on the team right now. He's loaned out. Where? I don't know. He's loaned out. When does he come back? Probably this summer. So you think he's gonna be able to come back? I'm not saying he's gonna get the starting lineup. I'm just saying he's. So who's depth. gonna start? Well, I I want Ealing Junior to start. He's better than half the wingers we have. Really? Yes. It's just it's just a likely one. Who play. are your wingers? Di Maria. No, Di Maria. Oh yeah, Di Maria is also leaving. Okay. Oh, exactly. Di leaving, bro. What you mean, bro? Bro, who we raiding? Who we raiding in the summer? Who we taking? Yo, Dorma, who we taking? I don't know, man. There's not many players I want from that team to to keep to keep it a stack. Um, no, I don't want Kostic. I would take Locatelli. Locatelli, okay. United. Who who are we rating? Who are you taking? Do I take Di Maria back? <laughs> okay. uh, Di Maria. I don't know, bro. He's going to Pog back 3.0 or what? I do Vlad. He's going to Argentina. Vlad, okay. Who are you taking? Some light. 
Oh, Rafinha Tequiza, bro. Ah. Made <laughs> complete, bro. There, there we go. We're blessed. I'll laugh at none of But no, no it's true. You can't, you can't say that this team that you have now is going to be is really, is easily replaceable with your youth players and you're still going to get top four. That's they tough. Will. No, that's tough. They you're, t- you're telling me that the, the players, players are that, leaving aren't, with aren't the players that you named that are going to be saying like leaving quotations but being replaced with youth players. That yes, but look, only the, two of them are actually like first team proven. The, the thing is, the, but, the funny thing is, you're talking about these players that like you guys watch every game. They don't even play half the games okay, so, that you guys are leaving. So what's your starting lineup next season? Game I don't know one. the team. Game one, Vlavic is gone. I don't know the Di team. Di is gone. Quadrado's gone. Okay. Sandro's gone. Sandro's Half gone. these players don't play. Locatelli's gone. Locatelli's gone. No, Locatelli's not Locatelli's gone. Locatelli's still there. McKenney's gone. Rabio's gone. Lavic okay. is gone. Okay. Go. Chesney net. Okay. I guess I I guess I go Allegri's still there. Okay. Oh, back three. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna have to be Bremer, Danilo Bonucci at the back. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's not terrible. Bonucci, another year I, older. I can't, I can't yeah. tell. I, that's what it is. Maybe Gatti. No. He's, that, he's bad. Okay, midfield five. So in the three midfield, it's going to be Locatelli, Fagioli. I don't know if Pogba is going to be fit by no. then. I don't even know if Pogba, say, know Pogba, Pogba, Pogba is going to be on the team. I'm going to say Pogba. <laughs> is Pogba going to be there, bruv? I'm going to say Pogba. Okay, Pogba. And if not Pogba, maybe you throw me that in the midfield. Throw him in. Okay, uh, the winger is, is Chiesa. I would like Ealing over Kostic. Mm. Kostic, I don't like him that much. Mm-hmm. I don't about Kostic. And then uh, up Kostic top, might dip too. Actually, good call. Up top, who Keen? Back to the Bundes? No, it's it's probably Milik. See, that's the only problem. They don't have a second striker. Milik's gone too, man. No, Milik will stay. He doesn't care about European football. Milik is he and, on loan or that, they buy him? No, they bought him. Yeah, that's the only problem. That's the only position they're missing: second striker. Unless they throw Kiez as a second striker, and they play Kostic and Ealing on the wings. What about depth? Yeah, depth. The, that's what that's from them. They got to worry about. So that. they could compete with no depth. If they have no European football, yeah. Really? Yeah. Even in the Serie? A? Yeah. You think? Yeah. Leicester. Leicester went with the same eleven all year, and they won the league. Come on, man. You could go AC Milan. AC Milan has run the same team for the past three years, and they they've been just fine. But the Milan team. Inter runs the same team every game. They're just fine. But the, in terms of quality, those teams are a lot better than the UAE. It doesn't matter. You're names. talking about depth. I'm, but they also I'm, have that experience, too, of playing together for a long time. Okay. They still have players that have been together for, like, a couple of years. I don't know, bro. They'll make top four next year. I'll bet on it. How much? 20 bucks. 50? Yeah, we got up at the 50. 50 bucks. <laughs> you not confident in your team, bro? I'll do 50, 50 sure. Huh? Sure, why not? Is this a live bet right here? I don't know, man. You very pesky. I'll do 50. Yeah, because you have to now, or else Yo. you're going to look like an idiot. Yeah. Yo, shake it. <laughs> I feel like me and you are the only ones making bets on here, huh? You got to note this. Notes. Write it down, bro. Episode, so you don't forget. Or, or we'll remember. Along with, along with, got enough bets. Along with their fifty live bets. Oh, episode episode twenty-two. This is this gonna be a year and a half from now. Yeah, we'll see. Like, who knows? Maybe this is a blessing in disguise for Juve because it forces them to get rid of the dead wood and the legacy. Hopefully, they get rid. They get some good money in from Vlahovic, maybe from Locatelli. Ah, oh, Locatelli. That's telling Locatelli. You know, they get some good money in for these players, and maybe they can reinvest properly into the squad. I think they young need, players. I think they need another center back. 
Yes. Right? Truly. I think we're going to need a striker of Vlahovic is leaving. But I also think you potentially are going to need midfielder. another midfielder, especially if Locatelli, McKinney, and Rabio are all going. I think, I think I, honestly, I know Vlahovic is leaving, but I think the only one we'll actually miss is Rabio, even though he, he's inconsistent. But he's actually the only one we'll miss because he's the only player that we have that plays like like a box-to-box. That's player. crazy. I never thought I'd hear that, bro. He's the only box-to-box. Missing Rabio? He's the only box-to-box we have. Damn. Until Pogba comes back, if he's fit, then that's the only thing we have. The that's what I'm suspected. You, you still think Pogba from 2016 is coming back? It's not the same guy coming back. You How like, do you know? Like, he, was never, he was never like that for Man United either. Because Man United sucked. Yeah, they so did. did Juve, though. No, he didn't. When he played for Juve? Right now. Okay, but when he played for Juve 10 years ago, they were a much better team. Yeah, I know. They're one of the if he's teams. coming into this Juve team now, he's going to make he's come gonna on, upgrade them. I... Personally, I don't think there's one player in this Juve team that gets into that Juve team from that year. Yeah. Who? Bonucci. He played in the team. <laughs> exactly. What? So you think so you're this... an older Bonucci <laughs> makes it over? No, 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 I'm joking. Come on, bro. No, probably not. That Juve team was insane. Probably, probably one of the best teams of the decade. Yeah, That not. Juve team. Crazy uh, midfield, right? You could argue Vlavic can make him for Llorente. I don't know, man. Can you? Yeah. Yorente was a big game player, man. And Vlahovic, uh, he's, he's a little flash in the pan, I think. If I'm Juve, I'm cashing in on him now. I'm getting my money back from him, and I'm reinvesting. Because I don't think you can build a team around him. Anymore. Because they, they're done. <laughs> they don't have money for it. Juve's done. It's done. No, they don't, have, they don't have the facilities to make a team around him. What's that going to take, though? Well, for them to make the... A lot of money in European football. Yeah, they got to start winning again and investing. They haven't invested in a good player in I don't know how long, since Chiesa. But they do, like, one, like, every three years. When did they buy Chiesa? Last they didn't year. buy Chiesa. him. Yeah, he's signing, signing signing next, when did they buy Vlahovic? Yeah, but Vlahovic was... He's a one, he was a one-season wonder. You think so? He was, for that, at that uh, point, yeah. At that point, he was. What? Yeah, How no. much do you guys pay for him? Hey, I don't know, man. <laughs> That's a big signing. It was a big signing. But like it's like a fake big signing. A fake big signing. Yeah, because they actually didn't like. So you signed Vlahovic, you signed Chiesa. Yeah, what else? We also got rid of players. Like the like. But I guess he sucks now, so it doesn't matter. Now? Yeah. No, he was good for you. Vic. Yeah, he was good for you, Vic. Come really on. For you, Vic. I don't know. It's tough, I think, but you know, it's gonna be a new a new Juve, maybe inspired by the youth. Yeah, maybe I'll get signed. But uh it's gonna be tough, man. Just like Matt said, the Premier League is gonna be catching up all these players in the city, yeah. Which is why we need the Super League. So as much as Juve are gonna lo- lose players, I feel like a lot of the other City teams are gonna be losing players. I'm saying, bro, I listed them. Just wait for it come summer. So yeah. Zebra never changes his stripes. Juve got lucky. And Downfall of Serie A. It's happening this summer. Catching a theater near, theater near you. As soon as, we, as soon as we thought it was going to uh, come back. That means Italy's winning the next World Cup. Yeah. Because they always win the World Cup when something happens in the league. 2026, really? Italy are winning the yeah. World Cup. You heard it here first. Me and Spatty said it now. Sure. Italy won the World Cup. 2026, World Cup. Yeah, that's in four years from now, man. Yeah, it doesn't matter. 2026, yeah. World Cup. I even think you can do a thing in the Euros. 
back to back Euro, like Spain. What next year? Come on, bro. England are winning it. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah England. <laughs> what about that Italy team, man? Donnarumma. Okay. Di Lorenzo. The backline shambles. That guy's still oh. playing, bro. Who's the backline? Di Lorenzo. I mean that guy's no, still Di playing. Lorenzo's good. He's a U. He's great. He's a U. Bastoni. Okay. Mm. Yeah. What else? Who's the second center back? They don't have anyone that good. Unless the guy not the last Scalvini. Unless they get him to play, uh, they're probably not going to play him. But he's a talent. He's not going to start. Probably be Bonucci. No. Bonucci no, will be on the team. Come on. Come on. Left footed. Left back. Come on. Spinazzola, if he get, get back into form. Come on. But he's like probably not going to be. done after the injury, bro. Yeah, I know. Okay, Bunny, we'll play a three back. They're, they're going to have to play a three back. All their players, all their defenders play three back. Bastoni, Scalvini. And? Help me out here. Oh, no, you, you, you said the team. Yeah, but the both of you guys said they're going to win. Come yeah. on. I said the World Cup. He said Euro. Bastoni, Scalvini. Bonucci. Bonucci will be like a thousand years old. Doesn't matter. He's going to captain the side. You think Romagnoli comes in? No. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Okay, third center back is a little tough. Uh, I don't know who the third center back is going to be. But midfield, you have Locatelli. Yeah. Verratti. Verratti. Tonali. Oh, no, Barella. Midfield is insane. Pellegrini as well. Uh, Maybe off the bench. Uh, and then up top. Gnotto. Gnotto. Chiesa. Striker. Price. Kamaka. Mid, mid, mid. Maybe Moise Keane if he keeps up his form. That's a Euro mid, Cup mid, winning mid. team, man. Nah, come, come on, on, man. You island, you island, come bro. on. You island, bro. What do you mean? A, a lot of mid. A good midfield could win anything, man. Yeah. Name me a better midfield than Italy midfield. Uh, Pedri Gavi. Rodri. No. Rodri. No. no. What? No. How? No. I mean, no. No. How? No. How? No. How? It's not. How's it not? Italy it's not already, better. Uh, that, that midfield already beat them once. Rice, Bellingham. Ew. Rice. Hendo. No. <laughs> I have to throw someone you in. Shut there. your mouth. Of those two, okay, Spain, I'll give you two. France. France, no. What? No, France is not better. Tuomeni, Kamavinga. No, that's not insert better. Insert anyone else? No. That's not better than that. Come on. Ofana? No. no. That's not better than that. Come no. on, bro. Verratti is one of the Fof- best midfielders in the world. Varela is also class. See, come Euro, bro. All right. Can Spain, I'll give you cup? two. England, I'll give you one. Okay. Because Jude is... He's the best midfielder is, in so the yeah, world. Right I'm now. just saying because Jude. Yeah. But yeah, boys. I think we'll wrap that up there. Italy 2024. And 2026. And 2026. Nah, yeah, Possibly 2028 <laughs> as well. Come on. CDA is coming back, man. 2030, I don't know. come back. CDA downhill, bro. Let us know in the comments who your team's going to sign from Juventus. <laughs> who are you guys going to pick up? We'll give you guys uh, the, the five I named. There you go. And with that, you already know who we are. We coaches. And with that, yo.